This is the Unstoppable Authors Podcast with world-building warrior Angeline Trevina, planning and productivity powerhouse Holly Line, and formatting fireball Julia Scott. Every week we bring you discussions on the craft of writing, author life and business, and interviews with some of the industry's most unstoppable authors. A writer's life doesn't have to be solitary. We're here to bust that myth, support you on your journey, and encourage you to be unstoppable. Welcome to episode 165 of the Unstoppable Authors podcast. Today we're going to take a look back over the last few episodes and draw our Amazon topic to a close. Yes, and as we mentioned last week, Angelina is taking a little break, so we are pleased to welcome a guest host for the next few weeks, Shane Miller. Hi Shane, so would you like to introduce yourself? I would indeed. So I'm an urban fantasy author, I'm also a fictionary certified story coach editor, and I write craft guides for authors too. If I sound familiar, that's because I was on episode 156 chatting with Angeline all about brilliant beginnings and story structure. Oh, yes, you were. Yeah. How long ago was that? When was that? It was too long ago to remember. I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> no, I just it was like in September. Me, <laughs> she asked me a terrible would you rather question that I haven't quite forgiven her for, but we'll let her off now. It's <laughs> <laughs> always the way. Got another one of those for you today. So you get used to it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, one a week for the duration of your stay. So okay. (laughs) So uh, that's Shane introduced. Hello and welcome. And uh, we're going to jump into our personal updates and accountability. Um, So Shane, as you weren't here last time. You don't worry about the accountability part. You know, we're not going to hold you to anything you didn't say you were going to do. Um, <laughs> but we do expect you to set goals for next time. So I hope you're prepared for that. Yes. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. I mean, you're <laughs> you're like me, so you always have goals and plans. So I've done. Yeah, Just... I'm sitting here realizing I haven't set any goals. <laughs> And I'm like, oh no, by the time it's my turn, I'm going to have to think of something. Cool. Yeah, but the problem is, Holly and I were talking about this before the recording started, and my goals are like seven months away. So <laughs> trying to plan this short term is not easy. No. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, okay, so last month. <laughs> oh, it's painful to remember what I said I was going to do in November. I said I was going to finish That Phoenix. was me. That was me for months and months if not years I know I know and now so I'm, I'm just gonna watch shoes. you suffer while you as you watched me suffer thanks <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> uh yeah so I said I was gonna finish Felix and start research for my non-fic um yeah about that um so for anyone who has missed my updates over the last few episodes November has been a bit weird and seemingly unproductive um, in that I haven't met either of those goals. I've hardly worked on Felix. I've hardly written at all, to be honest. My word count tracker for the month is just dash, 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 dash. So, yeah, um, I've been really focused on music. I've had gigs to prepare for and band drama that you're not here for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and family. I've been dealing with family things. So, 
Yeah, they've been my priority, really. Um, but I have been making some plans for next year. And I am excited to announce officially that I am going to be venturing into the coaching arena. I'm running a planning workshop in December to help writers create a realistic plan for 2023 that works for the unique individual. You can sign up at hbline.com forward slash plan 2023 and we will put a link to that in the show notes. Um, So my goals for December are to develop my futuristic by making plans and helping others to make plans and uh, running this workshop and getting everything lined up to start my coaching in January. And the big, most important one is to enjoy Christmas with my family. Sounds good. And I'm very excited because I'm coming on the uh, goal setting coaching. That sounds good. Yay. I need it. I will be signing up now for the goal setting. (laughs) Although I cringed when you said 2023 because it doesn't seem possible. That it's 2023 next year. But I, I know. Say, I'm sure I say this at the beginning of every year. It's just it's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but do you know what I nearly did when I was setting the website up and everything? I I legitimately I put in plan 2024. Oh, that's the number that you are so futuristic. You're just skipping years. Wow. Yeah, I would have done that too. No, I'm going backwards. <laughs> I'm I'm not futuristic at all. You say anyway. that, but it is like your number 11 or something. So uh, we pretend it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so my goal for November was to release the original Midorian, which I did. Yeah, you it did. released on Tuesday, um, on Tuesday the 22nd. Uh, it was a palindrome day, which made me very happy. It was 22, 11, 22. Um, it felt like a good way to end it. Mm. And it's done, and I feel like I can breathe a bit. But I can't because I just need to push forward with other projects because that's how I work, apparently. So I also said I'd keep working on the formatting book, which, uh, yeah, I have. And I got some feedback from people. So that's good. And I was reopening my formatting business to clients again. So prices, website, social media. And I've been doing that. So I actually completed all of my November goals, which I'm very happy about. Yeah. But at the same time, nice. I don't <clears throat> want to set December goals. <laughs> I don't think I'll have big goals for December because November was such a push Mm. and because life and because Christmas. Um, But I will carry on with the formatting book Mm -hmm. because that is my big goal. I want to release the formatting book in the first quarter of 2023. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Because I've been talking about it for so long and... I was like, yeah, summer 2022, it'll be out, but clearly not. <laughs> so, so yeah, just carry on with the formatting book and survive the end of the year. That's all I ask. Yeah, good goals. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and read. I want to read some more because I mm. feel like I've been slacking on reading. That happens when I'm writing fiction. It's just I struggle to read at the same time. So I really want to make a dent in my TBR because it's getting big. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Shane, over to you. Okay, so while you're not holding me to anything I did or didn't do in November, in the interest of honesty, I will say November was tough. Um, The day job is as hectic as ever. I've had some poorly relatives that I've had to support. So it's been hard to get any writing done. Touch wood, everything is getting back to normal now, though. So 
I can get back to some writing. I say normal Christmas is around the corner, which I completely forgot. <laughs> oh, yeah, Christmas is this. never normal. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so my December goals uh, or goal is to finish my next nonfiction book, which is How to Think Like an Author. So it's a mindset book for writers. And I want to get that finished by the end of the year, ready to publish in January, because I think it might be a good time to publish a mindset book. Mm. Um, and then all that so I can get back to the vampire urban fantasy novel that Holly keeps asking me about and I keep stalling on and have been stalling on for months. So yeah, I need to get back to that. Yeah, you do. You do. Yeah, I, do. I really yeah. do. <laughs> I think I have already said this to you, but you know, I'll, I'll bet to read it. I'll bet to read it. I, yeah, you I, have I, multiple yeah, yeah. times. Yeah, um, I'm aware. Isn't it nice when people say that to you? Because you know no. people want to. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Because you know people really want to read it. Yes. Yeah. No, it is good, but it's also yeah not good because you keep asking and I have nothing for you, I'm afraid. <laughs> keep asking, Holly. Don't ever stop. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So uh, patrons, no new patrons this week, but a huge thank you to all of our current patrons who sponsor the show. We really appreciate it so much. Patrons get early access to episodes, exclusive access to our off-air banter, and the chance to join in with our monthly sessions of Sprints and Giggles, an evening where we do writing sprints, answer questions, and have a laugh. Although I will say we won't be doing Sprints and Giggles in December because it's December and life and families and yes um oh but what about our christmas party like we had last year Ooh, we, we, we might, haven't discussed this we haven't <laughs> you bring this up on air um wow yeah yeah I mean, you can edit it out but <laughs> we both know i probably won't she's not doing that yeah I will do. <laughs> so we might have a christmas party i don't know we might i will uh, uh, we'll see we'll let you know uh, let us know if you want one and yeah then i would like one okay Please. we had prizes and a quiz and it was fun we and did we yeah. wore hats <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah all right all right i might be persuaded okay so a bit of festive cheer <laughs> yes indeed so anyway uh if you're listening and you would like to support the show you can do so for just three pounds a month at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors so main topic time We've been discussing Amazon this month um, and uh, we had a couple of guests on. So let's just remind ourselves what they talked about. So I interviewed Dave Chesson and he talked us through using Publisher Rocket to find your keywords and categories. And then I spoke to Chrissy Dallas, who shared her insights for publishing serialized fiction on Kindle Vella. Oh, she was adorable. I love her. Um <laughs> <laughs> and then last week, Julia and I gave you a rundown of the whole uploading to Amazon basics. So Julia and I shared a bit our, about our experiences with Amazon last week. So the positives just, and the negatives. Yes. <laughs> yes. We tried to keep it balanced on this show. Uh, so, yeah, I'd love to bring Shane in at this point. Shane, what has been your experience of using KDP and Amazon so far? Hopefully I'll keep it just as balanced, but I started out with Amazon because I chose to enroll in KDP Select with my fiction for the simple reason that um, I didn't have any idea what I was doing at that point in time. And I just thought I wanted to keep it really simple, just focus on the one platform to start with and uh, seem to do okay. And the other reason is that urban fantasy, at least in the indie space, tends to be dominated 
by KU Books. Um, I'll say this, KU was great for building an audience quickly, which was my goal when I first published in January this year. And the downside to that is I tend to find it works best with rapid release. So as I've not been rapid releasing fiction in the last few months, the page reads, the sales have dropped. So that is my experience with with KU and KDP Select in particular. Um, and I, as I said, I've used that publishing strategy this year, the rapid release thing, but it is going to be too difficult to sustain moving forward. I don't know how people do it for years and years and years. I really don't understand because mm -hmm. uh, if I hadn't have slowed down a bit, I think I was heading for some burnout and that is not good. We don't want any burnout, please. I was going to yeah. say, I didn't realise you'd only started publishing the start yeah. of this year. That's because yeah. you've got loads of books out. That's insane. <laughs> it's insane. And that's why I'm not doing it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, and then just for balance, I guess I publish wide with nonfiction, but still make most of those royalties from Amazon. So personally, I wouldn't advise swearing off it altogether if your goal is to actually make money with your writing. If you're doing it for ethical reasons, cool to do your thing. But if you want to make some money, Amazon's probably a good place to start. Yeah. 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 Shane, why don't you share your word of the year this year, which might mm. explain. Yes. So my word of the year this year was production or is production. We're not quite at the end of the year yet. That was my number one futuristic kicking in already. Uh, yeah. So production and that has worked. It will not be production next year. I can <laughs> tell you that much. <laughs> Yeah, I was really stalled on thinking up my word for next year. And like all through October, I was like, I haven't got a word yet for 2023. Because of course, my futuristic was like, I have to have that now. Yeah. Um, can't wait two months to figure it out. I need to figure it out now. And I kept thinking about yours. And I was like, maybe I should try that. No. No, no, no. Don't do it. That was pretty much my immediate reaction to the idea. Um <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I mulled it over and decided that actually my, my word next year is going to be passion. Nice. I am going to do everything that feeds my passion. So I'm going to write what I want and I'm going to make music and enjoy myself and just have the best year that I can. So that sounds like a good that word. I, good. I yeah. genuinely can't remember my word for the year. It was um, balance, I think, wasn't it? Or was that last year? I had authenticity. I remember that. But I don't think that was last year. It might have been balance. Was that working was... out? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, that's that's not a conversation oh, for this podcast. <laughs> brutal, Shane. Brutal. <laughs> no, I think, wow. um, yeah, a different word. I'll choose a different word for 2023. But I'll think on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so back to the topic. Um, so we've we've recapped on uh, on what our previous episodes have been about. So now we're going to dig in a bit deeper to our experiences and what we've learned. So, um, have either of you guys tried Publisher Rocket? I've tried it through you, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, I hope Dave's not listening. <laughs> it was just a trial, Dave. Don't worry. Um, no, I I needed. I was you know rush putting the original Midorian together and looking at my keywords and thinking these I've had the same keywords for all three books and they're not right I need help 
Um, and so I just asked Holly to help me real quick and she did. So it was, it was very helpful, but no, I'm definitely going to buy it for myself now. And listening to your episode with Dave convinced me, mm-hmm. I mean, I already knew I should have it. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to get it, especially for categories as well. That yeah. was, that was interesting and helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Shane? Yeah, I've used it since the start. I, I think it's great. I use it for categories, keywords, not so much for AMS keywords. I don't like it for that, generally speaking, but definitely categories and keywords. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What other methods have you guys tried for selecting keywords? Winging it. <laughs> <laughs> it I don't recommend that method. <laughs> <laughs> but... But when you're publishing for the first time, there's so much information to take on board and so much to learn, Hmm. like let alone the whole writing process and editing process, which was completely new for me, the formatting process, all the technical stuff. And then you come up to these keywords thing and you're like, I don't know. And you kind of half research (laughs) it and you're like, just chuck some stuff in. And you think it probably doesn't matter that much anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of does. But I, you know, I don't think it's ruined my chances as an author overall. No, hopefully. So, um, but I, yeah, no, I, I would recommend using something like Publisher Rocket over the winging it method for sure. Mm. I think just understanding what those seven fields are for and how you can use them makes oh, yeah, a lot I of had, difference. I had no idea. No mm. idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I've used Publisher Rocket. Um, I I don't even know how many years I've been using it, maybe six or seven. It was, like I said in the interview, it used to be called uh, KDP Rocket or Kindle Rocket. Mm. And I bought it then when that was its name and it changed name quite a while ago. So, um, yeah, and I, I wouldn't be without it, honestly. I think it's a fantastic piece of software. And and when I listened to your interview with Dave, Juliet. I was totally sold on Atticus. I think he's an excellent salesman. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he's very passionate about what he does. Yeah. But he's the one thing I love about uh, Dave's ethos is he wants to, he genuinely wants to support authors mm-hmm. and he wants to make it affordable and fair for everyone, mm-hmm. um, which is why he doesn't do like subscription software or like people having to pay for the updates and upgrades and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I like his, I like where his mind's at. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So uh, we're all in the UK, so none of us have access to Vela yet, but if or when we do get it, is it something any of us would like to try and are any story ideas starting to form? Shane, yes. tell us, because <laughs> you look confused. <laughs> yes and yes. I was um I was talking to one of my American writer friends about how it's so unjust that we don't have access to it yet. Um, they were telling me all about their bonuses and their payouts and it all seems mm. very good. Um and yeah, I do have a story idea forming around some kind of urban fantasy academy type uh, episodic thing. That's as far as I've got with it, as you can tell. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have ideas forming. So I think the most important thing will be that when it goes international, in fact, I think your interviewee said this, Holly, to kind of jump in there as soon mm-hmm. as you can so that you can like hit it early. And I think that's, of the people that I know that write in Vela now, that's probably how they were successful because they were an early adopter 
Yeah. So I think we just need to, if you have ideas and you want to go down that route, we just need to keep our eyes peeled for when yeah. it drops. In the I, yeah. I think that's my concern is that it will get saturated very quickly mm-hmm. and that you will get lost. But yeah, maybe getting in there early will kind of keep you on top for a bit longer. I don't know. It sounds like I was excited, like you were, Holly, listening mm-hmm. to that that episode. And yeah. but then I kind of thought to myself, it does sound like a lot of pressure. And <laughs> for my lifestyle, I'm just not sure I'd manage it. Mm-hmm. Like if I think about how long it's taken me to write this third book, <laughs> I think to myself about doing a chapter a week. Because it's not just writing a chapter, is it? It's editing it and it's refining it. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I like the sound of it. Um, the in- increase in income that she talked about had me interested, obviously. Yep. But yeah, yeah I, do, I do wonder <laughs> how sustainable it is. And I do have stories that would work well, like, like in that format. So it's possible. Um, and I love the interactiveness of it and connecting with the readers and then being able to comment and vote. And I don't know, that's... That sounds really exciting because it is a different way of reading a book. It's not just like downloading an ebook and that's that. So it's it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I I obviously was very excited when I spoke to Chrissy and immediately started forming ideas and I came away and was like, it was a I don't know, a day or two later, and I had decided I what will work best for me is writing a complete story before I start publishing it and drip the content just so I don't have that sort of frantic like have to publish every week have to get the chapters written and all of that um and so I was like I better start working on something because based on some of the things Chrissy said we might not be waiting that long so um and then I was like oh (laughs) yeah I do have a novel that I wrote that I finished at the start of this year, in fact, that I haven't done anything with um, for publishing under a pen name. So I have something already there. It hasn't been edited yet, and I would need to figure out how to cut it up into the right size episodes. Um, But yeah, I have something that I could use that is uh, a suitable genre. I will... say no more uh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay I know exactly the story you're talking about <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> uh, the thing I like about it is the accountability like knowing that you know readers are waiting to read the next bit that's going to push you to get it done so I think that's good accountability and good motivation but I also worry that it would compromise quality of writing because you're having to rush um so yeah I think the tactic of having a project already done and kind of cut up in bits and ready to go that's the way I'd go with it I don't I literally I don't think I could write a chapter a week and work with an editor and do this do that it'd just be too I yeah my life would not manage that (laughs) yeah it's interesting what you said actually Julia about it becoming saturated really quickly because the one advantage our American friends had over us is that it was brand new Mm. so now every international writer is waiting are we just is it going to launch and we're just going to see a huge drop of stories Mm. you know yeah I think we'll still there will be an awful lot of people who have automatically written it off and aren't interested Mm. and there will be a lot of people who are waiting but not getting ready so 
I think it will still be possible to get a head start, but I don't think it will be as much of a head start as the early adopters in America got. I think it will be quite a quick, um, yeah, quite a, quite a snowball. So, yeah. Um, but I think as long as we are not thrown in immediately to the same marketplace, as long as the UK marketplace mm. is kept separate from the US, I think I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So what was your biggest takeaway from our guests this month? And Shane, you can include Julia and I last week, if you like. <laughs> no. We talked we we dropped some quality content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did. I'm joking. Of course you did. Of course. Obviously. Why wouldn't we? It was it was a bit of an off week for me to be fair, but I did my best. <laughs> it was fine. It was good. Yeah, yeah. Was. Okay, um, so I think major takeaways for me. I had two from the Chrissy Dallas episode, which got me excited. One got me excited about Vela. She said that um, the competition on the author side is is fierce, and I have number five competition as a strength. So I was immediately like, oh. This is probably for me. I should I should get started on that, and that is the thing that really excited me um, about Vela. That it because, like Julia said about the accountability side of things, you don't have that when when you're writing a book. I mean, yes, your readers are waiting for the next book, but they're not expecting it next week. You know, mm. so that would that's good. And then also, I pulled out a quote from her that I thought was fantastic, which said, "Until you challenge yourself, you don't know what you can do." Mm. And this year, certainly for me, I did set that challenge at the start of the year to be ultra productive and arrange my schedule as much as I could to accommodate that. And it's worked. And obviously productive means different things to different people. But certainly, yeah, I would agree with that. Until you challenge yourself, you really don't know what you are capable of. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I've got number 30 competition, so it doesn't interest me at all. I just want everyone to win. Yeah. <laughs> Harmony. Um, <laughs> I was excited to hear that Chrissy uh, writes teen and YA because, I don't know, it just it just made me feel like, oh, maybe I could actually, because I write YA at the moment, so it just it made me feel like, oh, maybe I could be successful with it too. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, I liked, I loved the whole Vela episode. I thought it was really, mm. you, you can't shit her excitement is contagious, isn't it? Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, oh, I, I want to feel that excited about something. Um, yeah. And the success it's not, it's good to hear of people having success with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And I guess my biggest takeaway is that I'm buying publisher rocket and you know, <laughs> instead of asking for Holly's help, <laughs> That's my biggest takeaway. Sort yourself yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, my biggest takeaway was uh my entire conversation with Chrissy. Um just yeah, just how because I I've heard about Kindle Vella repeatedly over the last year and a half, and I've heard other people talk about it. I've been on group coaching calls with people talking about it, but I never wanted to try it. I I had sort of just yeah, I dismissed it. I was like, that's not really going to be my thing. And we don't have it in the UK anyway. So what's the point even thinking about it? 
And speaking to Chrissy gave me a complete 180 on it. And now not only um, am I interested in trying it, I am excited. I'm like, yes, this could be amazing. And I haven't felt like that about my writing really all year. So that, yeah, I think that's been invaluable. So, yeah. Exciting. It is good. Okay. So... In the interest of balance, was there anything that didn't resonate? Ooh, silence. It's <laughs> not good silence. on a podcast, guys. Come on. <laughs> I was thinking. Sorry, I put you on the spot. It's not like you got these questions yesterday. <laughs> no, but I, I think I think because of the excitement of that that villa episode mm. i don't know nothing really felt negative to me i mean like i've already said like i don't know how my lifestyle would manage that or sustain it but i think if you can find ways to work around it it could be a really beneficial platform to use um you know getting projects ready in advance and stuff but yeah no i i think dave chesson's great i think chrissy dallas is great yeah <laughs> i thought they were great episodes yeah, so they were yeah. nothing nothing did not resonate everything yeah. resonated <laughs> agreed yeah i think everything pretty much resonated this time like julia said obviously bella is kind of rapid release in a way so that is concerning mm. but not concerning enough for me not to give it a try mm. so yeah i yeah. it was great yeah i think the only thing for me was just um something in the interview with Dave um when we talked about sort of the real estate of your sales page and he started enthusing about the editorial reviews mm. part. and um I was in all honesty slightly irked that he didn't quite answer my question um but <laughs> but also like yeah I was like well I think that section can be great uh, particularly for non-fiction if you've got um sort of testimonials from other well-known people um but I'm not sure it's of that much value in fiction so I wasn't I wasn't persuaded of that so I think it probably is in traditionally published books where the publishing house can get big name authors yeah. to yeah. to you know actually read the book and give their view on it but mm -hmm. for the especially starting indie author that's not going to happen yeah yeah being realistic yeah i might but ring up veronica roth and say hey can you <laughs> read this not. write a review give me a comment <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean I, I do think there is there is value in those those blurbs from from well-known people um and shane and i recently did some some marketing homework uh, that involved finding <laughs> comp titles and stuff and quite a lot of the ones that I found myself drawn to and picking out were books like in like not just um they're, they're in our genre but they um there were about five or six that all had um quotes from Jim Butcher so mm -hmm. and it's that's the author of the Dresden Files who is Shane and mine's kind of primary like comp author so yeah. seeing things he liked is like yes so that 
that is useful. That's that's useful information as a reader and as an author looking for your, you know, potential ad targets and stuff like that. So it is useful. I'm just not sure it's useful for putting on your own sales page. I, I'm not. Yeah. And it's unless you can get a big name, I don't think. No, see, I've I've seen indie authors use quotes from other not really well known indie authors like especially in their in their in their print book like early praise for this book and it's all these bunch of people saying nice things and yeah it's great to have reviews and nice things said by people but if they're not people anyone else knows Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily particularly helpful I don't think yeah but yeah agreed okay so um rounding out the conversation what positive experiences do we each have of amazon Uh oh silence silence again again. (laughs) that doesn't mean we don't have positive experiences guys just need to think about it for a second okay so positive experiences like i said up top amazon pretty much launched my career such as it is today so i will forever be grateful for that and KDP did help initially, uh, KDP Select, sorry, did help initially, but purely because I was rapid releasing. So I think if you can sustain rapid release, then go down that route and you will see growth quite quickly. But if you can't sustain it, the growth will tail off. And this is meant to be positive and I've just gone <laughs> a little bit. No, um, that's realistic. That's understandable. Yeah. But yeah, I will be grateful to for the fact that, you know, it's an easy platform to learn to use if you're just getting into publishing for a start. So you, there's not the learning curve that you have with, say, some of the aggregators, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it favours certain things. And I'll leave it there because I don't want to go make a negative <laughs> on this. <laughs> no, I, I agree. It, it is a good starting point for someone who's very new. And from a formatting perspective, uh, obviously, because that's what I do now, their formatting uh systems are very good they're a bit finicky at times Mm, but yeah otherwise they're very good uh being able to preview the book and look at the book page by page and you can picture exactly how it's going to print mostly exactly how it's going to print um and that's really helpful when you're formatting for the first time because you can try and figure out where you've gone wrong why you know where your headers should be so i've got templates set up that work with kdp perfectly now so yeah no it's mm. it's a good platform to use for sure if only there was a book on formatting <laughs> i, I mean yeah, like with downloadable templates yeah, that kind <laughs> of thing. Like, i wonder who could work on that yeah got any someone, ideas julia <laughs> someone genius <laughs> yeah um for me like my big positive um is with kdp print and I mean, I've been using them for a long time. Um, back when it was Create Space, I used their their print service, um, and I've been with them right through the transfer over to Amazon. And um, I know Julia has strong feelings about Ingram Spark. Um, I've never had a bad experience with Ingram, but um, my experience of KDP print is just so positive, just how quickly they can turn a book around with the exception of the last couple of months, things have slowed down, but I think that's due to global issues. I don't think that's 
because of anything at Amazon's end, particularly. Um, but yeah, it's so, so fast. Like I have had, there was one time actually I ordered a print on demand book. It arrived the same day. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Which I think must mean they had some in stock. <laughs> um, <laughs> like a return or something. Yeah. 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 Um, but generally, so, so quick. Like with Prime, you know, you can, you, it's it's no different from ordering a traditionally published book. It will arrive sort of the the you know day after the day you but mm. like two days after you order uh which is so so fast considering they print on demand you know they don't have a warehouse full of them that's you know hot off the press and i think that's very impressive yeah i think we take it for granted sometimes mm. and forget how things used to be for self-published authors mm-hmm. you know where you'd have to pay out to get 500 copies of your book printed and then find somewhere to store them mm-hmm. and hope yeah. they don't get ruined and you know um, and yeah. we're very fortunate actually with with the way things are right now and things are only improving yeah so you know, I think we've got a happy future to look forward to. And Amazon's part of that, ultimately. Yeah. And Amazon are very open with sharing their data and stuff with mm-hmm. um, Kindlepreneur and Dave Chesson. And, you know, the conversation I had with him when we were talking about Atticus and the stuff that Amazon are willing to provide to him to, you know, you know, it sounds like, and I'm, don't quote me on this, but it sounds like they want to integrate properly into Atticus um mm. which would be amazing imagine writing a book in a software formatting it in the software then uploading it to amazon in the software like that would be awesome mm. yep. so yeah you know they're they're willing to help us i think that's what i mean mm. yeah and although we may grumble about the lack of transparency because just keeping it real for a second there is obviously they are a private corporation they keep an awful lot of information behind locked doors but they do provide us with most of what we need to run successful businesses there may be extra things we would really like but thanks to voices like Dave Chesson and Mark Dawson I think there are paths opening for us to make our lives easier so Mm. yeah yeah wouldn't be here without them you know yeah agreed yeah Okay, so any final thoughts on the subject? I don't think so. I just no. I want I want Vela now. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not yes, ready please. yet, so wait till I've written a book. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to yeah. get to it. Oh gosh. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if we see it in the first quarter of next year. Really? That soon? I, I have a feeling. Just with some of the Yeah. I can't remember what Chrissy actually said on air and what she said to me afterwards. So I'm just <laughs> <laughs> the secret just conversation. Be a bit careful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure what's uh, what's public knowledge. So yeah. Okay then. So I have a would you rather question for you guys. Of course. Mm-hmm. 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 Would you rather? <laughs> Shane's nervous. <laughs> it's not that bad. Sweating. <laughs> would you rather have no thumbs or no fingers? That's a really weird question. <laughs> well, I was thinking of typing fast for Kindle Vella, so I thought it's kind of on topic. <laughs> um, 
no thumbs yeah yeah because then it's you know it's it's two thumbs versus eight wait eight <laughs> <laughs> oh my god love that you wow. have to check wow, wow. yeah <laughs> it's been a week all right it's been a difficult week um eight <laughs> eight fingers <laughs> Yeah, I'll, yeah. Oh, you have to keep talking because me and Shane can't stop laughing. Oh. <laughs> I can count, stop. I promise. Stop. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Well. So, yeah, no thumbs for Juliet. How about you, Shane? Yeah, I think yeah. no thumbs. Although it would be hard to do things without opposable thumbs, but I think it would be harder to do things without with, with just, just a thumbs. thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah like, thumb well, and a stump. That's pretty much all you can do is the thumbs up. <laughs> That's it. That would be you the extent. Unlock your phone. Well, oh, kind um, of. And I yeah. just think that would you'd get arthritis in your thumbs pretty quick. I think. Yeah. Why am I doing this? It <laughs> looks like it looks like you're gaming. So now I'm worried that I won't be able to game properly <laughs> with my thumbs. Like. Oh yeah, that is true. No games with, unless you have like an old Atari computer or whatever. You just press those two buttons to make the thing run. <laughs> that with fingers. You could probably. Yeah. Game on PC, okay. Well, I am a PC gamer, so yeah, really, we'll be fine then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, no thumbs for me, please. <laughs> please, <laughs> like you actually want this to happen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you're, you know, choosing between the chicken and the vegetarian options, um, and you must decide now. Yes. Yeah, I would. I would go the same way. I'll keep my fingers. Thanks. Is this is this one of Brett's? No, it's no. I, it's not, I've okay. deviated. I think we've. I think we've answered all of his questions now. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Okay. But Angeline has been the keeper of that list. Not that she's kept track. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> if any keen-eared listeners or Brett himself, in fact, uh, would like to let us know if uh, like. Um, which questions got answered that would be great <laughs> write a list is there anyone out there who keeps a list of our would you rather Do people questions? care that much about would you rather i think they should but <laughs> they should. or not yeah the highlight of each it episode is isn't it um yes, absolutely yes, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> remember that if you want to join us for sprints and giggles and get all of the other benefits you can do so over at patreon.com forward slash unstoppable authors don't forget to share the podcast online and tag us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Unstoppable Authors. And just a quick note to let you know that Shane will be with us throughout December and uh, you will be entertained by the three of us talking about Christmas incessantly for yes. three whole weeks. Yes. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unstoppable Authors Podcast. We'll be back next week with more of our tenacity and worldly wisdom. Don't forget to visit our website to get the show notes and heaps of helpful blog articles at unstoppableauthors.com. And join our guild of unstoppable authors and you will not only hear from us every week, but you will also get a free digital copy of my book, 30 Days of World Building. If you enjoyed the episode, please remember to subscribe and leave a review.
So how many books do you have out now, Shane? Nine, I think. In less than a year? Yeah. How are you still alive? <laughs> that is a question I ask myself several times a day. 